0: This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Guess what? You're never going to believe this. My book, Lifestream, Journey into Past and Future Lives, is turning 20 the month of June. It came out on June 15th of 2003. And so to celebrate, I'm going to be back on Coast to Coast AM with my dear friend, George Nori overnight on June 20th into the solstice. And on the summer solstice this year, I'm releasing a 20th anniversary edition of the book. And if you pre-order a copy, even the Kindle, I'm going to invite you to a special summer solstice meditation and past life event on the 21st of June. So pre-order that now. Thank you so much for supporting this book over the years. Um, It was really quite a journey to get to revisit this material after so long. And I know this book has sold um, thousands of copies around the world, so thank you for your support and join me as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Lifestream, Journeys into Past and Future Lives. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey, dear ones, I hope you're having a wonderful week. So we're going to do our little relaxation, breathing exercise and opening. And then I'm excited for you to get to meet my friend Dan Baldwin. He is so prolific and he's got so many interesting books, um, not only just about spirituality, but nonfiction books as well. So I don't want to spoil the surprise, but I think you will find him very interesting. You should also head over to YouTube and check him out cuz he's a cowboy. He's got always got his cowboy hat on and he's a really interesting person. So I think you will enjoy this one a lot. I hope you are having a wonderful week. And so let's do our breathing and then we'll get into our episode. Welcome to this moment of relaxation. So wherever you're at, Whether you're sitting, whether you're in movement, go ahead and take a moment now to focus on your breathing and take a deep and healing breath in through your nose, breathing in love and joy and peace and light and exhaling any tensions or concerns and take another deep breath in through your nose. Exhale and continue to breathe and relax. And as you breathe, just imagine every single cell in your being is filling with love and peace and light. And you can bring all of your energy and awareness to this moment, to relaxing. in love and harmony and joy and happiness and exhaling Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So I'm super excited today. I have my friend Dan Baldwin on the show. You know, everybody talks to me about how many books I've written, but I finally found someone who has written more books than I have. Dan is amazing. He has over 60 published books. He is a ghostwriter, meaning that he writes books for other people, some of whom remain unidentified. Um, he writes fiction novels, and then he's got a ton of fascinating books about everything from the pendulum, including this one, which I love, the Paranormal Pendulum. He has written, co-written a book on speaking with the spirits of the old Southwest, which we're going to talk about, and the Psychic Detective Guidebook. Um I'm just absolutely fascinated by everything that he does. And Dan, welcome to Healing Arts. It's so great to be with you today.
1: No, it, it's, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for, thank you for the invitation.
0: Yes, we've got yeah. so much to talk about. So before we got on the air, we were talking about something that I have always wondered about, your life as a ghostwriter. So how many books have you written for other people at this point, would you say?
1: The tally right now, and I've been doing this for about thirty years, is about a hundred hundred books.
0: Oh my gosh, that's incredible! Yeah,
1: I'm not, you know, not counting my novels or anything like that. This this is ghostwriting projects. That's incredible.
0: Um, you and I met because of our mutual famous friend. Um, oh yeah. And so, and are you allowed to say that you wrote books for him?
1: I think you are correct. Yeah, the uh, yeah the uh, the first, the first book I, I ever wrote was kind of a fluke, because uh, our mutual friend was uh, hiring someone to uh, to write uh, the Tom Hopkins sales prospecting for dummies, and I had been doing some advertising for. And uh, Judy said, "Would you like to write Tom's next book?" I thought, "Yeah, of course." So you know, my, you know, my, the first book I ever wrote was a uh, one of those for dummies books, and it was just you know, right place, right time. And after that, uh, things just sort of snowballed. That's and, incredible. You know, yeah, another um, another.
0: you wrote, what, Prospecting for Dummies?
1: Yeah, Sales Prospecting for Dummies. And, and Tom was kind enough you know, in the acknowledgments to admit that you know I had collected all his information and his, you know, his speeches and his articles and everything. And uh, he actually credited me as uh, the writer of the book.
0: That is amazing. Yeah, no, so... no,
1: e- yeah, no ego problems there whatsoever
0: yeah, he's anyway, incredible. That, that's
1: how I got started. You know, uh, people would come to uh, to his organization and say, "Would you write my book?" And uh, uh, Judy would say, "Well, no, but uh, I will tell you the name of the guy who writes our books. And so you know, recommendation to recommendation to recommendation. And there uh, are a hundred books later. It, it's a fascinating, fascinating uh, part of my career. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I had worked for Tom Hopkins, Um, I think this audience may or may not know that, but back when I was in my 20s, I traveled around and sold his sales seminars, and then I had written a short book on sales that he had endorsed uh, many years ago, but it's not really, this audience is more of a paranormal audience, but um, through our mutual friend, who also, our friend Judy, who loves paranormal things, that's how you and I met. Um, And your career has just been so fascinating. In addition to this ghost writing, you um, do your novels. And then what we want to talk about today, though, that is so interesting. You've actually done so much work as a psychic detective, and you're specializing Mm -hmm. in dowsing in the pendulum. I love pendulums. And one of the things I really, I'm going to put these links up, friends, but this is the best book on pendulums I've ever read. And I highly recommend this. Um, I had written some books for the Edgar Casey Foundation, the psychic Edgar Casey. There's a whole section in the life readings of Casey where he talks about maybe some people have a knack for pendulums and mm-hmm. others don't. One of the things I liked about your book is you, you're very encouraging to people in terms of instructing them and, and feeling like they can learn how to do this. So do you think this is, um, something that anyone could learn to do if they really wanted
1: to do it absolutely yeah i think everybody has a a knack a particular knack and the pendulum dowsing happens to be my I, I was lucky enough to stumble into it i'm i'm self-taught Yeah, you know i've been doing it now for a quarter of a century but i'm self-taught in it but the actual pendulum dowsing if if you read my i've got several books on it but if you read it it's real easy to pick up i mean A pendulum is nothing more than a a rock on a string. So if you can hold a rock on a string, you can do pendulum dowsing. The books I wrote are, I wrote it in as plain English as I could, as simple simply as I could, and without the, the metaphysical woo-woo that is in so many books. Not that it's not there, but it's not part of how to how to learn the process. And like I said, if you can hold a rock on a string, you can do pendulum dowsing. The only challenge is. uh, you have to work at it like like any other skill, like uh, playing the piano. You know, the, the more you work at it, the better you become at it. But yeah, and, and as far as picking up the skill, you can you can read the book and pick it up in an afternoon. Wow, that's incredible. So how really, did you get into all this? It's real strange. Uh, you're uh, getting into the woo woo. Here we go. But I'm not a clairaudient or clairvoyant. Uh, Looking back on my life, I can see traces of psychic ability, you know, looking back. But at the time, I did not realize it. But uh, about 25 years ago, um, I, I walk at the end of the day, I walk around the neighborhood. I uh, you know, smoke a good cigar. Basically, I'm dumping the garbage of the day. You know, just, just get the bad trash out of the way. And I'm walking around this park and there's nobody in the park. Uh, there's no traffic going by. And I'm uh, just enjoying a pleasant evening, and I hear a voice that says, "Find missing children." Out of the blue, and I look around. There's nobody with the radio. There's, there's no uh, no cars going by. There's no windows opening in the houses nearby. So I'm not hearing a television set or anything. Just uh, yeah, again, I'm not a clear audience, but I heard a voice, and it was uh, it was a command. And I kind of passed it off, but I, you know the, the thought. Would not leave the back of my head. It just stuck there, you know. Bam, 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 and so finally, after about three months, you know, I, I did the obvious step: stand out, and show me the door, I will go in it. You know, just just get off my back. You know, to, give me a door to walk through, and uh, it, it hit me, you know, that yeah, uh, you know, I'm not a trained I'm not a trained investigator. I do have some reporting skills, but I'm not a cop. I'm not a, a PI. I'm not a criminal investigator, but it hit me like, well, there's the there's psychics in my family. So maybe that's a route I could try. And so I started hanging around psychic bookstores and calling up some psychics. Just visiting with them. And one day I was at a psychic bookstore and I saw a woman, you know, doing this. Working the pendulum and it just hit me. I said, I can do that. I can do that. And so she showed me what she was doing. And then uh, I picked up a couple of books and started doing it. And, uh, you know, it was Katie Barbs door after that, once I picked it up, that was the way for me to go and uh, started hanging out with some psychics. And we started working our own cases. And then I was I'm a co-founder of a group called Find Me, which is a group of international psychics that look for missing persons. Uh, I'm no longer with that group, but uh, I worked with them for about 15 years. And uh, I'm still, you know, uh, as you know, I've, I've moved on. I'm I'm real, more exploring uh, the uh, communication with the spirit world, and now with the UFOs. But I still do missing person cases. I worked a case uh, about a week ago up in Canada. As a matter of fact, wow! So that, yeah, yeah, that was a fascinating part of my career. Still, still is part of it. So does law
0: enforcement. Do you think they embrace this kind of thing more than they used to, or
1: that varies? And it varies according to who you talk to and where you talk to them. If you talk to the managers, you know the upper levels, uh, they'll say no. If you talk to the cops on the street, they're they're mostly wide open to it. Um, I was working a case up in uh, Yavapai County here in Arizona. It's a, a murder case, and we were looking for the you know the body of a yeah young, young teenager and this was on a Saturday and we were walking out through the desert there was a whole group of us I was with the search and, search and recovery team at that point and these two sheriff deputies were walking with me and they, they both said look neither one of us believe in this psychic stuff at all he said but he said you psychics have information that only the cops and only the killers have so we're giving up our Saturdays because you you know you're tapping into something Uh, Another example, I gave—I was back in Louisiana giving a presentation to a Rotary Club, and uh, a cop came up afterwards. He said, Dan, I really appreciated your program. That was really interesting. Personally, I don't believe in the the psychic business, but I really enjoyed your presentation. I said, do you believe in cop instinct? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I said, you're psychic. And he says, yeah. (laughs) I gave him something to think about that night. So it, it varies, but I, I find uh, yeah, the, well, it it depends department by department, but mostly the cops on the ground have experience with psychic abilities through cop instinct, even if they don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Mounties up in Canada are really open to it, surprisingly.
0: So you said you just got back from Canada?
1: I just worked a case up there, a missing person case. I'm I'm still waiting to to see if I hit. Um, you know, when I when I do missing person work, um, when I'm good, I'm really good, and and when I'm off, I mean I'm like I'm like way off, you know.
0: Do you go to the location or do you just do it remotely from your
1: space? Mostly remotely because you know I work cases. I worked cases in Ireland, Italy, uh, France, Canada mexico uh japan uh, its it's pretty hard
0: wow amazing, amazing. yeah it,
1: now, in uh, in cases in the in the southwest i have gone on the search and rescue or search and recovery missions i have done that but yeah with with pendulum dowsing uh time and space mean absolutely nothing right yeah i i, I worked a case in uh, colorado set hundreds of miles from here i'm in arizona folks but, uh, you yeah, know, I located the remains of a uh, of a missing person without ever being there. Wow. Yeah.
0: Incredible. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about um, you mentioned off the air, you're working on some other fascinating new things like with UFOs and things.
1: Yeah, uh, my my. Uh, I've always been interested in UFOs. And a friend of mine over in Louisiana, George Sewell, uh, who helped me out with the the Paranormal Pendulum books, he he would help me with research that setting up meetings over there with with different people that he thought might be interested, interesting for the book. And then one day, George called me up and said, I have met a a young woman named Lindsay Higgins, who says she has uh, been abducted by aliens throughout her life. And I think that's something you and I can work on. So, uh, you know, I went over to report, met with her. We spent about two years, work, you know, investigating her case. And uh, sure enough, it is uh, it is a legitimate case of, of uh, UFO abduction over over her entire lifetime. Uh, we spent two years researching the book, and I, you know, I, I am firmly convinced that it's that what happened to her really happened to her. Wow! So when is yeah.
0: that book coming out?
1: Oh, it's out audience, it's right? already out it's called uh, the paranormal pendulum three the abduction of lindsey higgins uh the uh the ufo connection the spirit world and beyond but yeah we it's will out. have a link yes yeah, it's, it, it's available you know at amazon uh, kindle wherever you buy your books it's available all right i'll
0: make sure i put the link here folks because i know that's yeah. something that this audience yeah, and, is very interested in
1: yeah and george and i are now researching uh in the early stages of researching a new ufo book so uh, I, I should have something out um, sometime early next year
0: wow um, that is incredible! It, it's a
1: fascinating subject and it's like in, you know as you know you know the more you get into anything psychic um, the field doesn't narrow it expands gets bigger and bigger and bigger and that, that's yeah, what's that's, happening with us
0: that's true the more yeah. you find out the more you need to find out
1: <laughs> Exactly.
0: Yeah, so it, you have specialized with the pendulum initially in speaking with the departed loved ones. And this is what yeah. a lot of your books are about. How did you first realize, was it just from that first meeting with the psychic? And then how did you start realizing you were actually talking to the departed? How did you confirm that for yourself?
1: Yeah, I started working, uh, again, working the missing persons cases. And I met some friends, uh, Dwight and Rhonda Ho and um we were talking with them you know they they're yes the authors and co-authors yeah. yes, yes. They're, they're 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 mediums and uh, i'm not you know i'm a dowser but we were sitting around one day and they said well, what if we combined our talents take your mediumship and my my dowsing ability and let's you know maybe we can find out if we can communicate better even better with the spirits i mean you know they've been doing that for years so that was my introduction. So we tried it out one time. And sure enough, uh, uh, we made uh, connections with the spirit world. One thing I, I like about pendulum dowsing uh, is that uh, you don't have to be a medium to have extended conversations with this, with a spirit. In other words, like, if you notice all these um, all these paranormal shows, they go into a ha- quote haunted house, which we might get into that. I don't believe in that. Uh, but, uh, you know, the best they hope for is maybe they hear a rapping on the wall or maybe they get a, an EVP that's an electronic voice phenomenon. Maybe they get a, a word or two and that's it. And that's fine. But, you know, when we're doing the, doing our work, uh, for example, my friend George and I have held conversations with spirits for 10 and 20 minutes up to a half an hour because the pendulum allows you to you're not depending on hearing a word or getting some kind of physical knock. You're actually having a legitimate conversation back and forth. You can ask questions and you get actual answers. So that's uh, that's a fascinating part of it. And it's, it's really helpful. Yeah, yeah a good story. Uh, I was listening to one of those programs. It was from England. And I was flipping, flipping channels one time and I found this program. And they had these British psychics and they were in this. In this place, where there was a legitimately trapped, uh, trapped spirit, to me that a trapped spirit is, is something that's very, 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 very rare. But it does happen. Uh, I think most haunted houses aren't trapped spirits, but this one was a female who really was trapped at that location, and she was screaming, "Help me! Help me! Help me!" And they recorded an EVP with "Help me," and that was it. I said, "Well, we've got the EVP," and they and now we cut for a commercial well if you're uh if you're a pendulum dowser you can sit down there and go can i help you can i help you cross over uh you know are you male are you female are you are you hiding from something are you uh you know just ask question after question after question and you can get yes or no answers and eventually you can get enough information to say all right you know you can cross over you're not really trapped here you can cross over. And so if they had had a pendulum or it, it, and been skilled in pendulum dowsing, they could have actually helped a legitimately trapped person cross over.
0: Wow, that's incredible. So now, I, I've you, done
1: that it's it's incredibly emotional when it happens.
0: That is amazing. That's something that a lot of psychics do talk about. They say that they're doing that. Um do you think that's happening most of the time or is there an actual process or technique that would have to be happening to legitimately help them cross
1: over i well i think you have to be sincere i have to think you have to be um you have to want to help people because you know a, a spirit is just a person you know right. a, a human being who is just not in physical form and uh, in terms of the the spirit world i mean they're willing to talk they're all over the place Uh, again getting back to the haunted house thing I think most of the time when you go to a haunted house the spirit isn't haunting that particular place the spirit is there because that's where you went to talk to the spirit you know if you'd have gone down to the local dairy freeze and called up the spirit the spirit would have gone to the local dairy freeze so I think in most cases the the term haunted house is, is is misused or misunderstood yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. I do, like, I, I do get back to one of your earlier points. I do like to go to a location if I can. Uh, there's it, it, like historical research. You know, there's something about being on the site that gives you, you know, maybe an extra insight to what's going on and uh, you get a better feel for what happened in the past. And also, I think uh, the spirits appreciate you making that effort.
0: I would think so.
1: Yeah. But if what? I was say, I give, give an example, if I was going to go do some psychic research in, say Tombstone, Arizona, which I've done, uh, I don't have to go to Boot Hill to talk to the spirits because you know they're not they're not going to hang out at the graveyard. Uh, you know, I would I would go to you know the the bar, the saloon, or or someplace you know one of the bordellos and and do the research.
0: That is so cool. Yeah. So one of the stories you told in your book that I thought was really cool was um, you were locating a departed person for someone and yet, or someone who was lost, and yet you were dowsing and realized that it wasn't in that person's best interest to be found because yeah, they wanted the person's money or something.
1: Yeah, that was, so, that was the case. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no,
0: I just thought that was really um, ethical and interesting, and I wanted you to say more.
1: Yeah, one of the things uh, the psychic ability, any psychic ability can be abused. And also the psychic can be can be abused by you. You know, someone can manipulate you into doing something that you really shouldn't do, you know, like anything else. I was working a case over in Texas, a missing, a young, young woman, young, young girl was missing. Uh, she had run away from home, and they thought some other family members were perhaps hiding her. And I was—I I, use a technique in, uh, in dowsing missing persons called uh, map dowsing. Whereas, you know, basically you build a box, which is a map, and you just shrink that box. You know, is the person in Texas? Yes. Is the person in North Texas? No. Is the person in South Texas? Yes. Is the person in Southeast Texas? Yes or no. Is the person below I-20? Is the person above State Road so-and-so? And eventually you get down to, is the person in this town Is this person on XYZ Street? Is she at 1234 XYZ Street? I mean, you know, you can douse down to square foot areas with with enough work. And I was closing in on a a town in Central Texas, small town in Central Texas, and something was bugging me, you know, the the old back of the head thing again. And I stopped and I I knew I was closing in on the location, but this buzzing in the back of my head just said, no, 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 no. So asked uh, ask the pendulum i want to say ask the pendulum i mean i mean you're you're asking the higher power not the rock on the string but is it in this young young girl's best interest for me to find her and i got a solid no going the go on the left yeah it is not in her best effort for me to find her and so i stopped called in and said i'm not i'm no longer working this case i'm out of it i just got away from it and I did some dowsing on my own and uh, did some research later on. And it turned out that uh, the family members who were looking for the little girl were more concerned about an insurance policy she was going to catch, she was going to inherit than her well-being whatsoever. They wanted the money, not the little girl.
0: Yep. There's a lot of interesting motivations there for sure. Yeah. yeah. That is so interesting. Um, it, it brings up a point like I've done a lot of. I love the pendulum, but I also do um, just some muscle testing. You know, holding an object and trying to see if it goes up, then it's okay, and if it yeah. if it says no, then I can't lift it off of the table or whatever. Yeah. And I, I've taught pendulum classes to people because I was writing a lot of books about gem and mineral healing and stuff. I think that the thing with the pendulum is that, or, or really any tool, is that sometimes the person asks questions that they really don't want to hear the truthful answer on. And so you do talk about how you could override your own um, answers or how you could just be honest with yourself. And if I've just learned over the years for myself, like if I'm really getting a solid no, um, sometimes I'll go ask again, maybe 50 more times. (laughs) But if I continue to get a no, then I have to follow that because that makes my life a better place to be. So don't you think we have to listen to our own advice and yeah, we don't one, hear. One
1: the, yeah, one of the hardest part, really the hardest part, at least for me in pendulum dowsing, is keeping your mind clear, because you know, I can hold this, I can hold this up, and I can make it, I can think right, and it'll go right, and I can think left, and it'll go left, and I think go back and forth, it'll go back and forth, so you can easily control the thing, the. uh The the quote, magic happens when you allow your subconscious to control the thing. Uh, When your subconscious controls the thing, you're basically downloading information from uh, God, the Akashic Records, the universe, however you want to describe it. You're you're downloading information through your subconscious, and your subconscious, when you do it right, is the the force that moves the pendulum. And uh, if you ask, you have to ask the right questions. A Perfect example, when I first started doing missing persons, missing person cases, yeah, you know, I, I would ask the obvious question, is, is the little five-year-old girl alive? And I got a yes. And we would, you know, the, we'd work the case, and it would turn out that, unfortunately, yeah, you know, she ha- she was deceased by the time I did the reading. Now, maybe my location was accurate, but I was wrong about her being alive. And that went again, again, and again, it, it, you know, is the truck driver alive? Yes. It, and then I would locate the spot, and we would find the body. There's something wrong here. You know, I'm I'm getting all this right information on locations, but every time I, uh, you know, I'm looking for a live person, and every time it's someone who has passed over. And then boing, people don't die. The body dies. The spirit goes on. The person continues life after death. You know, the body. Passes away. The spirit goes on. So when I was asking, is the beautiful little five-year-old girl alive? Yes, of course she's alive. She's up in heaven now. So I was asking the question. I was getting the right answer. But I was interpreting it in an entirely wrong way. Absolutely. So, yes. so now when I'm looking for a person, I asked. I, I, re, I refine the question, is this person physically alive? Mm. Yeah, it, it makes a difference.
0: Definitely. Yeah, you go into a whole thing about proper asking, and that's a good example of it. Exactly. Do you think that, let's say, in the case of the five year old or others who are deceased, do you feel like a lot of times their spirit is near their remains because they're trying to get your attention? Like they've come down from heaven for a bit to try to direct you, or do you think they're really gone?
1: Uh, again, that depends. I, I think uh, in, in the cases of, of, of young, <laughs> excuse me, young children, I think they're probably, you know, in a, in a very happy place yeah. i do know spirits have come down uh we had a case where a spirit was actually working against finding her body that this was a case it was a, an airplane crash and uh they, they had crashed in like triple canopy you know it was impossible hard 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 to find them you know eventually we found them you know a year or so later but at the time we were searching Uh, I was working the case, I was uh, doing the ground search with a a medium, and she was in contact with the spirit of, you know, of the the dead woman in the airplane, and she said, you know, Dan, you know, we're not going to find her, we're not going to find her for a year, and I said, why? I said, she does not want to be found, she does not want her mother to see her in her, in her current condition, she doesn't want anyone to see her body as Obviously was mangled in in the plane crash. She said, "We won't find her for a year." So the spirit was actually down here interfering you know with the the searchers. Now we did find her a, a, a year later, but she said, "You know she doesn't want to be found Wow. yeah. So does the work scare you at all? No, not a bit, not a bit. i I have never had a negative. Uh, negative experience uh in, in you know quarter century of dowsing and i've you know now it, i've doused in haunted houses quote haunted houses i've uh, spent the night in the most haunted house in tombstone i've you know looked in down into uh, abandoned mines abandoned ranches uh native american sites never once have i had a, a negative experience and i think that's primarily because i don't go looking for them
0: Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah th- that's there a are, great there point.
1: Are, yeah, it, it's it's foolish to say that there are not negative forces out there because there are, but I'm not one of these guys who wants to encounter demonic spirits and uh, I don't want bad experiences. I don't go looking for them, and so I don't find them.
0: That's a question people ask me because of some of the books I write, also, and I, I agree. You know, it's about your intention and how you're putting it out there. So,
1: yeah, we go into a, a haunted. Quote, haunted haunted space yeah i tell people you know if you're going into a haunted house you're still going into somebody's house you know so go in and show respect show a little courtesy say hello right. i'm here to i'm here to converse with anyone who wishes to converse with me i'm here uh, uh with, with all courtesy and respect for your 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 space so would you please talk to me and that that works a lot a lot better than OK, I'm ready for you. Come on out. Let's let's fight. Come on. I'm ready to take it. You yeah. That That kind of junk.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So when you when you're working on your new UFO investigations, are you using dowsing for that as well?
1: Yes, d- definitely. Uh, we do. Uh, we did the interview again uh, with, with Lindsay Higgins. We did the interview and then we used the pendulum dowsing to, to back up what she was saying. You know, asking the, the spirit. You know, is she telling the truth? And we would research it. We would research her case uh, using information we doused, You know, used used from the, the pendulum dowsing, and it continually checked out over and over. From we talked to different people, went to different locations, and consistently her story checked out. And we even got information through dowsing that was that we that was later verified. At the time of the dowsing, we didn't understand it. We didn't know it. But you know, later on, somebody would say, "Oh, I know that. That's that's Joe Bob. That that happened to Joe Bob in 1968." So yeah, we were getting accurate information. Uh, we were also able to, um, believe it or not, make communicate with the quote ETs through pendulum dowsing. And I we also encountered what, uh, for lack of a better term, angelic angelic spirits now, spirits at a highly evolved spiritual level. I don't want to say angels, but very, very spiritually involved. So you know, all I'm saying is once you start pendulum dowsing, you're opening. Uh, you're opening the door into a universe that is uh, much larger than you can imagine. Which is part of the, the fascination and part of the fun. Absolutely. So you yeah. had mentioned
0: before that you got into this fairly late in your career. How long have you been doing dowsing?
1: Well, let's see. I'm 73. I started when I was, I think, 50, right around 50. In my books, uh, I unabashedly refer to myself as a psychic on training wheels. Yeah, I'm still a student. I'm still learning. Uh, as I learn, I, I write the books and I'm passing along what I learn as I learn. But I still consider myself a student.
0: That's a good attitude. I also think of myself as a student, because every time you learn something, you realize there's about a hundred other things that you need to learn, you know, and it is. Life has to be a learning, I think, as we go.
1: Well, yeah, a friend of mine says, you know, I started this psychic business with a with a couple of dozen questions, and now I have a couple of thousand questions. Yeah, because one thing leads to another. you know all of a sudden you realize, well, there there are spirits. There are trap spirits, there are helpful spirits, there are playful spirits. Uh, there, oh, there are people in the UFOs. There are people who are not people in the UFOs and there are other dimensions and UFOs are coming from other dimensions and other worlds. And they're all, oh, all of a sudden they're not only other dimensions, there are other universes. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, you know, again, with the pendulum dowsing, you can get some answers.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: And so talk about your fiction for a minute. We do interview fiction writers here too. Um, So when you, when you have an idea come to you, do you just, do you feel like that's channeled from God the same way you would, you would do pendulum dowsing or how does that come to you? And do you, are you more of a panster, meaning you just write it all at once or do you plot things out or how does it work for you?
1: I was a plotter, I am now a panster. I am firmly convinced. Uh, I do not plot, do not plot at all. And uh, the answer to your question is uh, I write from the subconscious, so it it comes from the higher power. Uh, Good example, I I don't plot anything. I mean, I don't do character descriptions before I write. I don't do a plot. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to write. Uh, I was flicking the channels one night and I came across an old Vincent Price movie. From, you know, from the 60s, one of those AIP things. And his character stopped and said, I was so angry this morning that I threw a cabbage at a cat. I said, that is a great opening line for a novel. Sat down, I typed out, I was so angry this morning that I threw a cabbage at a cat. That's all I had. And I just started writing from there. And uh, I, I got a complete you know Western novel out of that.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Vincent Price, didn't he live in Truth or Consequences? I, I don't, Mexico? I don't
1: know. I'm not, could be. Could be. He's a, yeah, I'm he's from a,
0: Albuquerque, so that just rings okay. a bell. But I do, I, I know, I hate to say, but you know, there's people out here probably don't know who Vincent Price is. So we're yes. going to invite them to get Google and check <laughs> him out because he was incredible. Your,
1: your Your education is sadly lacking if you don't know who Vincent Price was. Yes. Um, yes yeah, anyway, well, to, to answer your question, I just... Uh, I let the subconscious. I tell people, uh, yeah, I'm not a writer. I just transcribe what my characters tell me, and I let the characters take. Uh, they they take the lead, not me. Yeah, and that's that's related to pendulum dowsing because it's coming from uh, purely the subconscious mind. Yeah, uh, several times I've written a I've written a novel. Uh, I write westerns or so like thrillers, political thrillers. Um, Uh, mainstream, and several times I'll be writing, writing a novel halfway through my character gets, my main character gets killed. (laughs) So, you know, and then you have to take off an entirely different direction, but it's, it's, it's what, what happens to the characters, not what happens through me.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. So do you, you, you use your own name on your novels as well as all of your writing, correct? And so tell us your website and where we can find you. And of course, I'm going to have links to a lot of this down below. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, And my email address is on my website. So if anybody wants to ask me a question, but you can go to www.fournightspress.com. That's F-O-U-R-K-N-I-G-H-T-S, www.fournightspress.com. That comes from the Arthurian legends, by the way. Yeah. uh, www.danbaldwin.com. Excellent. Yeah, and, and the books are available. Uh, yeah, Wherever you order your books, you, you can order my books.
0: That's fantastic. I love these books. Let me show you these again. Yeah, thank you. The ones I have. Again, we're talking about 60 books, kids. So I'm going to have all of Dan's links below. The Psychic Detective Guidebook. This is incredible. I mean, you've got to read some of his stories. He, we've just scratched... A tiny bit of the surface of what dan is doing check this out speaking with the spirits of the old southwest do you want an entertaining read i'm telling you this is fantastic and i love it and i love the paranormal pendulum um i have discussed for years about my deep love and resonance with the rock on a rope and i love you call it a rock on a string because i've always said yeah that's what it is i mean it's a wonderful tool and you're amazing at it. Um, Dan, I just wish you continued success with everything you're doing. One of the most fascinating people I've had a chance to meet.
1: All right. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. So friends, we'll have Dan's links below. Um, Definitely encouraging you to check it out and open up your own psychic detectiveness, if that's even a term. (laughs) (laughs) And we will see you next time on the next episode of Healing Arts. friends, guess what? My new book, Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds, Understand Your Soul's Journey Through Time, is out and available. And you can order this book and visit ancient civilizations, including prehistory hunter-gatherers, Mesopotamia, Babylon, the Persian Empire, Egypt, Greece, Europe, the Americas, Rome, Asia, and Australia, and travel into other worlds, including Atlantis and Lemuria, outer space, and so much more. This book features over 50 guided journeys to help you understand your soul's journey through time. So check it out. Visit my website, pastlifelady.com, click on the book link, and order Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Kerr. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at PastLifelady Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady.